out here. Of course, I can't see you, but... All right, light man, give me some light out there. It is just great to be with you again. Uh, you've exterminated since I was here last time, so you're ready again, I guess, right? You know, man, oh man. I'll tell you what, you all got it going on here. I want you to know that. I, uh, I'm practically in a different church every, every week uh, preaching. And uh, uh, there are some out there that know who Jesus is. And there are some out there that... They don't have a clue, if you know what I'm saying, you know, but you all know who he is. Are you hearing me? I love it. I love it. And I look across the room here and I want you all to know, I see that you opened up your gift today. Did you know that? You didn't know that, huh? Hey, guess what? God woke you up today. He didn't have to, but for some reason he saw he saw something in you. And he woke you up. Amen. And what that means is, is because God intentionally woke you up today, he wants you and I to intentionally live today for him. Yeah. He sure does. So this morning we're going to look at some verses, if that's okay. Now they told me I got about two hours. Is that right? Is that, <laughs> is that right? No, you know that's not true because second service, pray for them, would you? There ain't nothing going on after that, huh? We're going to be in the Gospel of Mark if you want to turn there. Now, I want to tell you real quick, I'm going to do a little commercial just for a a moment because you may know this, but you may not know this. Uh, Your church here has scheduled a week with us in Kentucky this summer to help us in the tornado area. Those dates are July 31st through August 4th. That's your week. That, that is, uh, you come in Sunday night after supper, we do orientation, we start in Monday morning and we go through Friday noon, and then you get, you get back on the road Friday afternoon and go home. And uh, I don't know if you knew that or not, but guess what you do now? <laughs> and we need you. And you may be thinking, well, I know nothing about building. Well, here's what I always tell everybody. If you're willing to listen and follow instructions, we can teach you how to build how to do what needs to be done at that time. Let me just give you a little snapshot of, of where you'd be. Uh, you'd be outside the city of, of Benton, Kentucky. And you'd get to meet Abigail and Jonathan. Abigail and Jonathan got married on December 10th, the day of the tornado. Had everything moved in their home. They were still living with their mom and dad. They were old school. And they lost everything. No insurance. If you come that week, you get to meet Billy. Billy is a single dad of three children, working two jobs, trying to to take care of his family. And lost everything. No insurance. And there's other families that, that, that if you come with us, you'll get to meet. Now, the downside of the week is you got to be all there all week with me. I'm sorry. So, so that's the downside to it. But we would love for you to sign up for that and, and be a part of that week. Because here's the thing. The cool thing about what we're doing is not just about building. It's about helping rewrite the stories of some families and doing it through Jesus. So I hope to see you in Kentucky. Can we do a little preaching this morning? Would that be all right? All right. Well, as I said before, we're going to be in the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to look at some verses there. But before we, uh, we jump in there, 
Hey, let's pray. Father, thank you for waking us up today. Very thankful for the gift. And Lord, I pray that the songs that we have sung, the the attitude of our heart already today has been a blessing to you. But Lord, right now, as we take the next several minutes to look at your word, Father, I pray you would open it up to us today. Lord, I invite you to be the editor of this message that you would take away and you would add to. But God, I also pray that if there's someone here this morning, maybe because of situations or circumstances this past week or maybe this past month or maybe stuff they've been dealing with for quite some time. Lord, if they need to hear maybe a little bit different message, I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would fine-tune my words as they enter their ears and penetrate their heart. Lord, have your way in this place just like it was heaven. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to I do something real quick before, before we start reading. If, if you would, we're going to be in Mark chapter 10. Look, I want to look at something real quick. I want to see if your Bible uh, is like mine, okay? Now, if you're, if you're looking... Um, on your phone, it may be a little different. But for me, if, if you look at the beginning of chapter 10, I want to look at the headings for a moment. The heading of the beginning of chapter 10 in my Bible says divorce. Does that say that in anybody else's? I see some. Okay. And then, and then the next part of chapter 10 says the little children in Jesus. Does your Bible have that heading? Okay. And then the next one in my Bible says the rich young, the rich young man. Anybody's Say something like that. Yes? Okay. And then, uh, then you go on. It comes up and says, Jesus again predicts his death. Does, does your Bible say something like that? Okay. So it gives us a little snippet, a little snapshot of chapter 10. And then I want to start reading in chapter 10, beginning, be reading out the NIV translation, uh, beginning in verse 35. It says this. Then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. I want to stop and hover there for a moment. Uh, maybe it's just me. I read that, and here's, here's what goes through my mind. It's like a child coming to mom and dad and going, just say yes. Just say yes. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, Let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking. Jesus said, can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? We can, they answered. Can you see him just going, oh, yes. (laughs) Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. There's our text this morning. Uh, That's it in a nutshell. See, what's interesting, I think, about this is, is that 
when you look at this, this whole text, if you look at the, the entire chapter, you know, Jesus is, he's walking along with the disciples. There's been all kinds of things going on. He's, he's teaching. He's predicting. He's letting them know again, hey, is this thing on? He, he is letting them know again because it tells us they're predicting it again. He is of his death. And, and then all of a sudden you've got, you've got James and John it's got to be to where Jesus has walked away because the other disciples are not right there with them. Are you hearing me? Do you see that in there? It's like they're waiting for that moment when it was just Jesus to go up and go, hey, would you just say yes? Would you just say yes? And then after Jesus kind of tells them this isn't going to work that way. And then all of a sudden the other disciples hear about this. They're not happy at all. And let me tell you what I think the reason why it is tells us that they're indignant with James and John. I'll tell you what I think. I think it's because they didn't think of it first. Huh? I think it is. I think it's because they didn't think of it first. They didn't, they didn't get to him fast enough. They didn't get to ask. They didn't get to throw their two cents in. They didn't have the opportunity to do. This is what happened. But it's interesting, I think, when you look at this text in light of where we are in our country today. Do you, do you realize that we, we live in, a such, in, in such a me-focused society? Are you hearing me? It, we live in, in a culture where, where it's not really what I can do for you, it's what you can do for me. And if you, don't, if you don't think it's true, why is there hiring signs all over this country? Can I let you on a little secret? Side note, because I like you. Work is not a sin. It's not. Work, work is not the result of what Adam and Eve did. They were working before the sin came in. Are you hearing me? God put them in the garden to tend the garden, to take care of them, to work. He's called his people to work. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I think the church right now, again, this side note, because I like you, I think the church is positioned in the right place right now. And I'll tell you why I believe that. And it's because, oh my goodness, are you bringing me something else? This is not like the Wii. It doesn't have the strap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Hello? This just means the sermon's going to be longer. Because it will take more of this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what a mess. But if you think about it for a moment, just think about this for a moment. Where the church is positioned in light of our text today. Jesus says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Aren't you glad he did? 
Aren't you glad he was willing to go for you, for me? Quite a few years ago, I was standing in a bookstore and I purchased a used book in a brand new bookstore. Let me tell you how that happened. So I got this thing, unless someone actually tells me, hey, you should read this book. If I see a book, I'll read the back, the back cover of the book. And if that intrigues me, I'll read the first, the first paragraph of chapter one. And if it gets me, I'll buy it. Well, this book, one of my favorite authors is Max Cicado, and he come out with this book called Just Like Jesus. And I, and I love this, one of, my, one of my all-time favorites. Well, the problem is that when I started reading it, when I finally got to chapter seven, I decided I'd probably better go buy this. <laughs> and I walked up and said to the lady at the cash register, I said, I'd like to buy this used book. And she says, sir, that's not used. It's never been sold. I said, no, it is used. And she says, how do you know? I said, because I just, I just read the first uh, six chapters. I thought I'd better buy it. And she laughed, I laughed, and she still charged me full price. But anyway, so, but let me tell you what intrigued me about this book. Here is the very first part of this book. What if for 24 hours? Jesus lived your life. He woke up in your bed. He put on your clothes. He went down your stairs. He ate your food. Your family became his family, your school, his school, your job, his job. What if for 24 hours, Jesus lived your life, but lived it with his heart? Listen, church. We, we just witness. I, I love when this happens. I love because when, when, when I'll go home or when I talk to my family on the phone later because I'm leaving from here to go to Kentucky, when I, when I make my call later to talk to my wife and stuff, I'll, when she'll say, well, how did church go? And I'll go, they killed three people in service. I love it. First time I ever did that to her, she got scared. And then she knows now my humor, that, that she knows there were baptisms. We just got to see three deaths. We, we saw three people put to death the old self and resurrect to a new self, born again to walk in the newness of life. And, and guess what? Here is the challenge of the day for all of us. They're watching you. I'm leaving after this. But they're watching you. They're going to listen to what you say. They're going to watch what you do. They're going to see how you participate. They're going to see how you react and interact. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Uh, look back there at the text for a moment, if you would. What's interesting, I think, about this text, and I'm gonna try to do this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna try to put my glasses on, hold a mic, and turn a page. I'm, it, we're, we're multitasking on the stage here today. Anything can happen. <laughs> look, if you would, look back at your text for a moment. I wanna begin in verse 41. And, and look at this. When Jesus says, or when we hear this about the 10, when the 10 heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. And I love verse 42 because as, this, as, as Mark tells us this, then all of a sudden, look at this. Jesus called them together. Come here. Come here. He called them together and said, you know. You know what's interesting I think about this? 
He didn't say, you all know better. Did you see that? He didn't say that. Look, look what he says. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. You know what Jesus is telling his disciples? You're different. You're counterculture. Look what he says after that. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. Now, I want to tell you something real quick. I don't know if you understand this. I don't know if, if, this, if it's clicked yet uh, for you yet, but this whole idea of this servants, this serving others, this servant attitude, having a servant's heart, if you will, that's what we're supposed to have. Did you know that? But we live in a time where, no, I mean, nobody's writing books about servanthood. We, we write, there's thousands of books been written about being a leader. And, and we want to tack the word servant leader on there because we just don't want to be a plain old servant. I don't know about you all. I don't know your background. I know my background. And, and I think I shared before when I was here, if it wasn't for a little old lady and a little old man, who saw something in me and shared the gospel with me because I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I don't know about you, I'm just thankful and grateful that they took that time. I want people to know what I know. Not that I know it all, but I know Jesus. And because I know Jesus, I know what's right. And because I know what's right, I know what's to come. Let me remind you, I believe I told you this last time I was here, but if I didn't, guess what? You get to hear it again. If you're a Christian, this is the closest to hell you'll get. If you're not a Christian, this is the closest to heaven you'll get. You know what amazes me? We have the words of eternal life. And sometimes we can be so stingy. We soak it all in. We take it all in. When they were asking me about the title, you know, I told them, I said, here's what's going through my mind. Serving others more than words. And I'll tell you why, why it's that way. You know, James says in 127, do not merely hear the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I'm going to tell you right now, if all you're doing is coming to church and soaking it all in, all you've become is a constipated Christian. Are you hearing me? I would say something else, but I won't. I will second service because I'm leaving. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. But if you think about what Jesus says here in this text, look one more time at what he said. When he tells the disciples, he says something that I think we miss. Look look back there one more time. Look what he says. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to become first must be slave of all. Guess what? He did not say you can't be first. And he did not say you can't be great. What he did say was, you want to be great? You want to be first? Here's what you got to do. 
How many believe Jesus is great? Yeah, yeah, he is. And he became servant of all for us. And so if we're supposed to follow him, shouldn't our attitude and actions be like him? I coined the phrase quite a few years ago when I was doing campus ministry, I would tell the college students, I would, I would say to them, I would say, now listen, as you go out today, wherever you go, just remember this, that you may come in contact with someone who doesn't know Jesus. You may be in the midst of a conversation that maybe is not going the right way. There may be an opportunity to do something that you know you shouldn't do. Just remember this. You are Jesus to the world. You. You and I. We, we may be the only Jesus that the world will ever see. And think about this. You know, you know, anybody here, you work in food service? Anybody? Nobody? Wow. No wonder we got restaurants that can't get people to work. No one wants. I, I, did, I did food service. I worked at McDonald's many years ago, back when they said they would never microwave stuff. It's been a long time ago. It was all fresh. You know, the, you know the one day I hated to work? A Sunday. And the reason was because the royalty all came in. You know, those people who had been to this, to been to church and they heard all about the love and grace of Jesus and then they came demanding. Lousy tippers, leaving messes, obnoxious. I'll stop there. You know what I'm saying? And listen, you don't have to have a Bible college degree to be nice. You don't have to have been a Christian for 5, 10, 15, 20 years to show some grace. To, 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 to realize that wherever you're at in that moment, again, he woke you up today. He didn't have to. He wants you and I to intentionally live today. And what that means is, is he wants to make sure that throughout the entire day, wherever we go, we're doing everything we can to be last, to be the servant, the slave, to be that one that will go the distance for everyone else. See, I think, and the, and the comment was made up here by one of the singers about all the kids and worshiping and stuff. Yeah, listen, adults, we mess things up a lot. We make things too difficult. I don't know about your Bible. My Bible says, unless we become like a little child. We, we, we need to be kind. And, and if we go back around the block to what I said earlier about the culture that we're in right now. Man, the church can shine right now. I pulled, I pulled up to a pilot truck stop Last week in Tennessee, we were down doing a project. And as I was filling up my, <laughs> my truck, they were filling up the tanks, big pilot fuel truck. And I pulled up and there's two guys and I said, I said, hey brothers, I said, listen, when y'all get done there, I said, would you just fill the bed of my truck up, please? <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, we get done, we'll do that. I said, I appreciate that. And he laughed, I laughed, but I wasn't joking. But anyway, but... but <laughs> You know, I had a liner in there. You know what I'm saying? 
a little slosh out. That'll be all right. We'll put some plastic over it or something. Anyway, but, but I was talking to those guys just a little bit, and, and, and they were talking about, you know, you just, just different things going on. And, and one of them said to me, he says, we appreciate your attitude because most of the time we get the, you know, we're number one, but we're not, if you know what I'm saying, and, and things like that. And it's not our fault. We're just hauling the, hauling the stuff. And, and we were talking there a little bit. And I said to those two guys, I said, you know what? I said, I said, I know they're talking about adding numbers to the, to the pumps so we can do ten dollars, you know, and all this stuff. And they're talking about this. We can't get this, and we can't get that. And this is going to be hard, and that's going to be hard, and all that. And this one guy goes, Yeah, I know. And I said, Boy, I tell you what, I'm glad to know that my stock is in Jesus. And the guy with him looked at me and goes, what? And I said, my stock is in Jesus for my home is not of this world. You know, it may, it may get worse before it gets better, but can I tell you something? You all just sang a bunch of songs a while ago that talked about Jesus with us and he's going before us and he's the conqueror and the warrior and we're not alone and all that. And guess what? That hasn't changed. The Bible says that, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I don't know about you, forever means forever. Regardless of the pump or the store. Because let me tell you something. As, as people are, this thing's driving me nuts. Let me tell you something. Listen carefully. If you get nothing out of this message, get this. I'm almost done. We have hope. You know what your your neighbors need more than a a tank of gas. You know what your coworkers need more than than a raise or more hours. You know. You know what, the, the gal at the cash register who's been there longer than her hours because someone didn't show up to work and she's stressed and tired and stuff, you, more than just polite customers, you, you know what they all need? Hope. And the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to pull us down. But the Bible says, greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. We, we just, again, witnessed three deaths and resurrections over here, and, and my Bible tells me that, that the Spirit now is sealed in them. Uh, their eternity has begun. Are you hearing me? It don't matter what happens after. Jesus has got, listen, he didn't go on vacation. He's right here with us. So will you be great? Will you, will you be first? Well, if you are, then that means you're, you're serving. That means that you're, you're taking the back seat so someone else can get to the front. You're opening the door for that person to, to the, the message of God's grace. You're, you're doing what you can where you're at. Because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, God is setting things up for you where you're at to make an impact in Jesus' name. Are you serving? 
more than just saying, more than just words, more than just taking in the message, more than just, listen, I want to tell you right now, you can read your Bible every single day, all day long, but if you never apply the word, it ain't going to do you any good. Are you hearing me? Let me conclude with a few more verses. Would that be all right? Again, pray for second service. Think about this. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16 in the contemporary English version, it says this. Jesus said, you can tell what they are by what they do. Let, let, let that soak in a little bit. Let me read that again. Jesus said, you can tell what they are by what they do. Ephesians 6 verse 7 says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Can I let you know a little secret? That's what you're doing. You know that, 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 that guy out, out back smoking 14 cigarettes and got piercings and tattoos and all over and everything like that? Let me tell you something. They need Jesus. Are you hearing me? And, and last time I checked when I read my Bible, guess what? I think, I think Jesus might have some piercings. Are you hearing me? Huh? Is this thing on? Colossians 3, verse 23 through 24. Whatever you do. What, what does that mean? Thank you, sister. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. I, I tell my wife all the time, sweetie, I love you with half my heart. You know, if I said that to her, she would punch me in the face. <laughs> why, do, why do we think we can get away with just serving Jesus with half our heart? When he wants us to serve him with all our heart, with all our being. One more text. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46, through the message translation, says this. Jesus says, then the king will say to those on, the, on his right, enter, you who are blessed by my father, take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation. And here's why. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you that way? Are you looking? Are you looking for those opportunities? Are you, are you looking for those, those moments that God sets up where you just know, oh my goodness, God, you put me here for this. I mean, he could have picked other people, but he picked you. He didn't have to. But he picked you to, to be right there. I was, there's a friend of mine who I have in my phone, my this may sound stupid, I don't care. Hey, it's my phone and my life. But, but, but a friend of mine about six years ago lost his very best friend 
yesterday, six years ago, he committed suicide. And he was telling me about this and he says, it's just a really rough day. And so as he was telling me this, I put in my phone a reminder that goes off at 5 a.m. every year to pray for him. And I want to tell you, I forgot yesterday because, because my phone went off and I didn't catch it. And yesterday evening, I was going back through some messages and things. And, and as, I was, as I was making sure I had the right time to be on time for your time today, because we're Eastern, you're Central. And, and all of a sudden I noticed, and I thought, oh my goodness. And so I stopped and I was praying for him. And I just, I just, I just, I just, I just sent a message. And said, brother, I'm sorry I didn't remind you today, or this morning, but, or, you know, but I said, I just want you, I'm praying for you. And uh, I said, I've been praying for you today, brother. I sent it 7.27 p.m. He immediately replied, he says, you have no idea how much that means to me, especially in this moment. Incredible. Man, thank you. And I replied back and said, you're lifted up before the Almighty in Jesus' name, and I love you. And he replied back, bro, I love you too. Thanks for the strength and the prayer. Was I late? I don't think so. But I would have been if I'd ignored it. Are you hearing me? And God gives us moments and he does this every day. So before your head and my head hits the pillow tonight, would you do, would you do the kingdom a favor? Would you walk through this day with your eyes wide open and your ears in tuned and your hearts receptive? And would you, would you go be Jesus to someone today? Would you, would you love on someone? You know what's amazing about this text, and it's the last thing I'm gonna say. If you backed up into Mark chapter nine, guess what? The disciples were arguing about the very same thing. The very same thing that we read in chapter 10. They were arguing. They were all arguing who was greater. And then it's like, what are you arguing about? Well, you know, you know, well, you know. And he tells them, you want to be first, you're going to be last. You want to be great, you're going to be slave of all. He reiterates that in chapter 10. Why? Because we forget. So what will the day look like today? I don't know, but I do know this. The devil's going to do everything he can to keep us from doing what God wants. Just don't let him win. Let's pray. Father, thank you for letting us be a part of what you're doing. God, I thank you for the church here. Lord, I pray your blessing on each person, each family here, Lord. Lord, would you, would you, would you go before us today, and we know you will. Would you set up those opportunities at the restaurants? Opportunities at work if we're working today. Those opportunities at the, 
in the checkout line at the grocery store or the Walmart? Would you set those opportunities up the graduation parties today? Would you set those opportunities up, Lord, at the filling stations as we're pumping, pumping on our side and someone else pulls up on the other side, Lord? Help us to keep our eyes wide open. Help us to keep our ears in tune, Lord, to be listening. Listen to the cries of your people. Listen for those moments where, where we could inter, interject and interact with grace and love. Lord, we just pray that we bring glory and honor to your name today because we know that we're gonna come in contact with you today in some unique ways. And may we take those opportunities to feed you, to give you a drink. May we take those opportunities to clothe you, to visit you, to whatever it is that comes about, Lord, that we, we realize that ultimately we are doing it to you, through you. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. We're grateful for the opportunities that you are going to give us today. And Lord, as we look at this brand new week, oh, oh, what a way to start the week off. Lord, we're anticipating great things this week. Not because we're great, but because you are. And because we're gonna take back seat. Because we're gonna become that servant. We're gonna be that slave. We're gonna be that one in the last. So that way, the opportunity's there to bring those who don't know you to the front. Thank you for hearing our prayers today. And we ask this in Jesus' name.